Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Welcome to another week. Change is inevitable, isn't it? We all know that. Even when we know it's coming, sometimes there's some underlying angst that accompanies it, right? It's kind of like, because we don't know necessarily what the outcome will be most often, even if we're excited about something, right? It's kind of like some angst. When we actually want something to happen uh, and change, even if we feel like, like we've dotted all our I's, crossed all our T's, and we're prepared for it, we've thought about all the things in our head about what might happen, even if we're all in for the change, wouldn't you agree? Like at sometimes your mind travels to those what if places, you know, like what if it doesn't turn out the way I think it will, even though you're feeling good, right? We're considering all of those things that, you know, maybe we'd leave behind. And it doesn't mean that there are a ton of things we're going to leave behind when change comes. Maybe it's just one thing, but we really contemplate that. How is our life going to be different when this one thing changes, right? Maybe we're leaving a, a place that we've been living for a while or all our lives for something new, our neighborhood, our social circle, our familiarity with everything that's connected with that thing that we're leaving. That's what change does. It shifts things. But what about when we don't want change, right? When changes happen to things that we do not want changed, it's an entirely different story, isn't it? Our minds can race and race with uncertainty. I know mine, mine does. And while we can become even more attached to outcomes, right? When we don't want change, all of a sudden we kind of go into this fear mode. We attach ourselves to outcomes much more tightly. And all of the what ifs that come with it. It's kind of like we're in a perpetual state of fearing the change or fearing loss. Why do we do that? I always like to figure out the why of things. Intellectually, most people know that change is really the one thing that's constant, like I said before. And within those changes are both gains and losses. Some uh, of those losses are filtered through our perceptions of, of what we experience, right? So if we tend to have a perception that when things change, uh, it's, it's a loss versus a gain or a, a closed door versus an open door, our experience of it is going to be quite different. Some of us are perpetual optimists. I, I do my best to see the good in everything. Look, I have my moments and I get pissed off when things change. I am a Taurus. I like to have things that are 
kind of um, expected. That's just the things thing that we Tarians like. We like to, we're very, very grounded people and we like our routine, right? Um, overall, I'm, I, I tend to see the good in everything, but I didn't used to be that. I didn't used to have that as my default setting. I had to rearrange things in my head to shift into that. It was a very conscious uh, process for me because I felt when I wasn't doing that, when I wasn't looking to see the benefit of something that initially I perceived as negative, I didn't feel good. I wasn't happy. And even though I know that whatever happens, whenever change occurs, I'm going to have some benefit from it. Um, even though I don't know what that will be oftentimes, you know, the, the awareness of the goodness of things that happen in the bad things, it doesn't often come so quickly. Sometimes we have to wait for that, uh, insight, right? Um, even though oftentimes I don't know what that'll be, I still struggle, right? I, I push myself to say, you know what, there's something somewhere, there's a reason a positive reason why this has happened in my life. Sometimes, you know what? I don't want certain things to change. I am a creature of habit in a lot of ways. And I wonder if you are too, if change is hard for you too. Losing what we don't want to lose is much harder than moving forward. When we have voluntarily let someone or something go in it, but there's still loss, isn't there? The loss and how it impacts you depend, depends solely on the meaning and value that you apply to what is no longer there, right? It's all about the meaning and value you apply to what you believe is no longer there. So why do we fear losing anything when the loss itself really isn't a bad thing? And every time I talk about loss, I always the most profound loss I've experienced is the loss of my dad. Horrible thing. I can't stand it. I wish my daddy, in fact, I, I talk to my daddy all the time. Not having him in my life is, it, it's, it's uh, unless you have experienced a loss of your parent or the loss of somebody that you, that you love so dearly, you cannot describe the profound impact. To me, like, that's a real shitty thing. I wish my daddy was still here. And yet, we all move forward in time. But that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk to you about the idea that not everything you lose is a loss. Because I think that's so important for people to hear. You know, again, I, I focus on how you perceive things and you have a choice in that. You know, if, if all you do is feel like you're walking from one pile of shit to the next, and I know people like this, it's like, they are just, woe is me. One thing happens and like another thing happens and another thing happens. And they're totally disconnected to a number of things like what they focus on the energy that they have that brings about more shitty shit, right? Their vibration is low. It's like they expect the bad stuff. So that's all they see. 
I remember uh, somebody, I don't know if I read this somewhere, but uh, or, or somebody had mentioned this to me. They're like, Janice, look, you can program your brain to see certain things, right? So today I want you to try this. Go out and uh, while you're, if you're driving or whatever, um, I want you to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to notice all the white cars. I want to see all the white cars and go out and see what your experience is. All of a sudden, there are going to be so many white cars out on the road, you're going to laugh because what we focus on, the energy that we put on what we focus brings about that which we focus on, right? So when we voluntarily let go of circumstances and people that we feel aren't serving us anymore, we actually create a space for what fits better for us to show up, right? So when we say, okay, I'm done with this, but here's what I want. Like, I want to see all those white cars or, uh, you know what? I have to let this relationship go. I have to let this job go. I have to let this house go so that I can have the, I can have the opportunity for the universe to bring me something better. When we focus on the better, we bring that about, even if it comes from losing something or letting go of something. You and I can both look at our lives and see where we both voluntarily and involuntarily experience change. I have left jobs or I've been fired from them. Yeah, believe it or not, me, the intuitive therapist, y'all have been fired more times in my life than I care to tell you. Um, and here's the reason why. And y'all are kind of laugh at this. You're going to go, well, I'm not surprised. Um, uh, I had a big mouth. And I and I really don't like authority, to be honest with you. I can tell you, uh, even when I was a kid in elementary school, um, I had detention quite often because I, uh, I didn't like certain teachers. Anyway, we're not going down memory lane in that way. Um, I digress. But the jobs that, I, that, that I've left or that have kicked me out, um, allowed me to pursue other opportunities that I really never would have, right? Even though, yeah, maybe some melancholy came with leaving, but more often than not, it was like the best thing for me could not have gone on to the next thing. The involuntary job changes weren't always welcomed by me, but they were all ultimately in my best interest. And in fact, when I, when I let go of this last job that I had in 2009, um, I really was, um, scared shitless. I was fired from that job. And while I had my part-time private practice that I had been working on for almost 10 years at that point, uh, the majority of my income was coming from my full-time job. And now I couldn't rely on that income. And I, it was, I wasn't given a heads up either. Right. So, uh, so now, um, I was faced with crossroads. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Do I go and try to uh, work for somebody else and be vulnerable to somebody else firing me? Or do I fo focus solely on building my practice and being entirely self-reliant, not vulnerable to somebody else determining my future, my financial future? And that's a really big question. It's a huge question to ask because it's a huge 
uh, leap of faith to make. So even though I was pretty scared, I knew myself really well. And I knew that, you know what, I, I don't want to work for anybody else. That means that I cannot be autonomous. And that for me, uh, trumped any desire to have immediate financial gain, right? But so I was able to, over time, build a practice that supported me. And I was able to make a decision and decisions for myself to create a financial future that was built by me. And that brought a sense of pride to me. You know, anything we can do on our own, uh, we feel good about, right? And sometimes we have to be kicked out, thrown out, squeezed out of our comfort zone in order to achieve those um, higher functioning things, right? I've broken up with men that I've dated, and while many of them weren't terribly painful, some of them were very heart-wrenching for me, uh, and I've shared some of those stories with you. And each time I broke off the relationship, most of the time it was me who broke it off. I knew that I would go through emotional struggles. You know, it do, just because I, I broke up with somebody, or we break up with some, somebody, doesn't mean we don't have emotions that are tied to that, right? So... I knew I had to go through those emotional struggles that came with getting over the person who I had invested so much of me in. And even though those were voluntary endings, I didn't escape the emotional cleanup that came with it either. You know why? Because I had to fix me. I had to learn about me. I, I had to find out the purpose of that relationship in my life because I needed to grow from it. We have to do that with all relationships. If you go from one person to the next, to the next, to the next, without taking time to learn about yourself, then you're gonna repeat patterns and you're going to uh, feel stunted. You, you will not find that beautiful, wonderful, fulfilling relationship until you stop and learn about yourself from that particular relationship. So, like I said, you know, most of the time I broke these relationships off, but there were times where it was the other way around. And being broken up with hurts, like this hurts, y'all. Uh, we've all been there where somebody else breaks up with us and we're kind of like, well, I wasn't really that into them in the first place, so I'm moving on to the next one. No worries. We've had moments like that, right? But then others, they hurt a lot. Nobody wants to be dumped. And when we are, we have to work through the feelings that come with them. Rejection, inadequacy, self-esteem challenges that come with the separation. But whether breaking up or being broken up with, there's something valuable to learn from being on either side of that. There's always something valuable to learn from the people who we date. And if you don't think so, then you are, you're not doing the inner work that you need to do in order to grow. I wish somebody taught me that when I was a little girl, when I was dating a teenager. I wish somebody could sit me down, could have sat me down, really, sorry. And, and after each breakup, say to me, hey, what happened? What did you learn about yourself? 
what was he like? What, what did you really, what were you really looking for in that relationship? And go create that in yourself. That would have saved me a lot of heartache. And I guess maybe it was a generational thing. My parents didn't do that. Um, but if you have children, I, I implore you to sit with them after they've finished a relationship or, you know, somebody's broken up with them, sit with them and pick their brain, have them learn from the relationship. Don't chastise them or criticize them. Ask them, what did they choose not to see? What did they ignore? The feelings inside themselves build them up, help them build them up so that they don't waste so much of life repeating the same patterns. And I'll just say, like I did. So there's a saying, one day someone will walk into our lives and it'll make you realize why it never worked out with anybody else. I want you to remember that. And here's the thing. You got to do your work in order to, to bring that beautiful person in, right? That will make you realize why everything else didn't work out. You got to do some inner game work. No matter how long it takes to find that special someone, do the work on yourself as long as it takes until you are so freaking happy with who you are that you aren't even thinking about meeting somebody and you'll find yourself stumbling upon that dream person. That person will just appear. Look, we cycle through friendships, right? From romantic relationships to friendships, short-term and long-term friendships. When I was a little girl, I mean, girls are, oh, we cycle through friendships like every five minutes. We think we're best friends with one person and then guess what? They're like, nah, I like this other person better. When I was a little girl, we'd cycle through being best friends just like we'd change out our underwear every day. Like, nah, I'll wear the blue ones today or maybe the red ones, right? Girls are fickle like that. And women are even more fickle like that. I'm not going to travel down that rabbit hole today. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, you know, we, we women are pieces of work when it comes to our relationships. And we're certainly different than men. But suffice it to say, y'all, that just like lovers and partners, uh, friendships, they are not all meant to last. They serve their purpose in the moment for however long that moment lasts, right? And then we move on. If you're lucky... Uh, you end up with one or two ride or die friends who you can go through life with. And that's a blessing. I'm grateful to have uh, my two very best friends who I've known since college. One is named Debbie. One is named Dina. And I don't know what I would do without them. But I've cycled through a lot of friends. So think about how much your life has changed since you were old enough to imagine what you wanted to be when you were young, right? So, so many things change. But when you look back when you were a little kid, um, you think, you ask kids when they're five or six, what do you want to be when you grow up? They'll say, they'll, they'll mention like 10 things, right? Uh, uh, girls will say, I want to be a ballerina. I want to be a nurse. I want to be, 
president. I want to, then they'll go on and on and on. Guys will say, little boys will say, I want to be truck driver. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a lawyer. They'll, they'll have all of these combined dreams, right? Fireman, a nurse, a doctor, lawyer. Look at the maze of your life. Are you where you ever imagined you would be? Are you where you want to be? I knew from a very early age that I wanted to work with kids and help them with their pain, specifically abuse. And I'll never forget where I was. Um, I was a little girl. We were on a family vacation. And I think I probably, I probably was about eight or nine. And I had the sense that I needed to work with kids. And it was around sexual abuse. Okay. So for whatever reason, that was in my brain. I need to help those needy kids. When I first began my first job, very first job, uh, in 1994, I worked with kids and families in a lot of mental health settings. And I continued to work with them in my practice up to about 17 or 18 years in my practice. I still work with them intermittently, but my focus is now on in my practice working with predominantly women. Uh, who have, who, you know, who would have ever thought that I would have psychic abilities like that still trips me up. Um, or to be able to talk to people who've crossed over, never imagined I would have written a book and I'm writing my second one, uh, having a successful podcast with amazing listeners all over the freaking world, which still tickles me, uh, who write me constantly about how the content has impacted them. Oh my God, never in a million years could I have ever imagined or pictured my life the way it is. It just goes to show you that anything is possible if you imagine and take action and live in flow. So I want you to look back at your life and notice everything that has gotten you where you are today. Maybe you're so far away from the dream that you had or the dream you have for your life, that it's time to redesign your action plan. It is never too late. Maybe you don't even have an action plan. Maybe you need to start there. Maybe you need to hire a great coach, a therapist, business coach, to help you bring your vision to life. No idea is crazy, y'all. If you look back and think about what has been created over the centuries and over time, who the heck thought we'd have electricity? Who the heck thought we would be working on computers? Nobody, right? So maybe today is the day that you'll make the massive changes in your life to get where you want to go. People do it all the time. You are never resourceless. Look, we lose family members and most often those losses aren't clean. What I mean by clean loss is that your relationship with that person who is no longer here in the physical world, uh, if it, if it uh, was clean, then the grieving isn't so painful. It, it, it's, it doesn't feel so jagged. But when you, when you lose somebody and your relationship wasn't healthy, but it was hurtful, 
It was filled with resentment, maybe, or misunderstanding. Maybe it lacked closeness. Maybe it was filled with high anxiety, trauma. Maybe it was just surface-level relationship where you couldn't really get deep, but you needed more. Maybe it was neglectful. Maybe it was just plain hard. When, when you have a relationship with somebody like that, whether it's a parent, a sibling, a partner, that kind of loss, that kind of grief is jagged. It's not clean. It's hard. I always tell people, clients, that you know you can't change anyone else but yourself. So if there's some way that you can make sure you are acting, as my daddy would say, in your own enlightened self-interest, and you know that you can tell yourself that you were a good daughter, son, sister, brother, husband, wife, partner, whatever your role was in that person's life who is now gone, if you know without a doubt that you did the best you could to be the best version of yourself in the relationship in spite of how they showed up, then the pain you carry for what they weren't for you, right? Who they were not for you, that they should have been, that burden needs to be laid down and you need to leave that burden alone. There's a card in the tarot deck. I used to teach tarot class, like I think several years ago, and I still use my cards every day. I read for myself and I do some readings for other people, but it's called the Ten of Wands. If you have a chance, look it up. Um, the card, the Ten of Wands, where we are asked to lay down our burdens and let our painful thoughts that we've kept down, let them go. Maybe it's time you do that. Trust me, the person who you lost and who didn't treat you so well, they're going to do their work up in, up in heaven. And they're either going to resolve their issues, right? That is, that are, that's the root of their behavior and their problems uh, and come through to request your forgiveness or they're going to return lifetime after lifetime after lifetime to pay their karmic debt for as long as it takes for them to shift what they need to shift inside themselves. Here's the deal. Your pain is your own. The pain is left with you not the burden of carrying the relationship anymore. And you can stop feeling the pain once you stop focusing on what they've done to you or, or what you didn't get. And you're able to give yourself that. And you're able to understand that people who don't give you what you need most often don't have it to give in the first place. So lay down your pain, please, and do your best to be the best that you can be. Find whatever it is that you didn't get from that family member. Find that in you, and you won't need that validation any longer from that person. Look, <clears throat> I know so many people, including my, my parents, um, who should have had better parents. They really should, or one or both, right? 
And I don't think, I don't think that ever leaves a kid. Uh, so when I say let your pain go, I, I don't mean to be flagrant about that statement. What I do mean is to see if you can step away from the pain you carry about it. And know that the person who didn't give you what you needed couldn't. They were going through their own struggle. Sometimes understanding that makes the pain just a little bit less. So find whatever it is that you didn't get from your family member uh, and maybe give that to somebody else. And if you need help doing that, reach out to a coach or a therapist to help you. We all go through loss. We all go through change, right? Some losses feel like losses for the remainder of your life. That's true. But most losses are gains that are disguised as loss or pain. And I hope you'll choose to see them like that. As long as you're human, you're going to experience loss. As long as you work to gain from those losses and be open to the blessings that are mixed in there. You'll move through them with less hurt, less disappointment, less pain than you would if you just got stuck in the muck of those feelings of loss. Gotta be look, you've got to look beyond the pain that you're in. Because I can tell you, if you go down the black hole of the of the pain and you don't take some action to get out of that and use the pain in your life, you're going to waste away. And I don't want you to waste away. I want you to use your life. So lean on people. Get the help to get out of that yuck place of loss and carrying pain. I want to read a poem to you. I'm going to end with this. I don't know who the author is, um, but it has to do with loss. I was, this is from the author, not talking for me, okay? I was the type of person that held on to things too tight, unable to release my grip when it no longer felt right. And although it gave me blisters and my fingers would all ache, I always thought that holding on was worth the pain it takes. I used to think in losing things, I'd lose part of me too, that slowly I'd become someone my heart no longer knew. Then one day something happened. I dropped what I had once held dear, but my soul became much lighter instead of filled with fear. And it taught my heart that some things aren't meant to last for long. They arrive to teach you lessons and then continue on. You don't have to cling to people who no longer make you smile or do something you've come to hate if it isn't worth your while. That sometimes the thing you're fighting for isn't worth the cost and not everything you lose is bound to be a loss. If there's anything you listen to again, I'd like you to rewind this. Listen to that poem. If there's some things that you're fighting for that aren't worth the cost, not everything you lose is bound to be a loss. 
I hope you've gotten some golden nuggets from today. I want you to use your life. I want you to be able to lay the burden of pain down and move forward because uh, only you carry the pain and only you can resolve that for yourself. But I send you love and I have faith in you that you can move forward. None of us are scar-free, but we can use those scars and have a beautiful uh, kind of mosaic in our bodies, in our hearts, in our minds, and help other people deal with their scars too. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.